Hello and welcome to the Friday, June 12th edition of the TV on Basketball Podcast with your host, TV. We are back here on a Friday reviewing another week in basketball news. There is a lot to talk about. More updates on the upcoming return of the season. Um, Other things that we're going to be discussing today. um, More stuff regarding um, the protests and all that. And also we will be talking about um, other things. Just like some lot of miscellaneous things like... A lot of these players getting skinny, you know, and and all that. So it's going to be a very exciting, very informative episode. Um, before we get right into it, please let me do my um, plugging. Please follow TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for updates on the podcast and for other content. If you're listening to the podcast on Podbean, you just eclipsed 900 downloads slash plays. Thank you guys for the support. Um, we are reaching our 100th podcast very soon. And I have something special lined up for that for sure. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review. Please um, subscribe and please um, share with your friends. So yeah, um, now that we got that out the way, let us get started with the news from this week. First, we're going to start with a movement started by LeBron James. And a couple of other athletes that they started is called More Than a Vote. Um, this group um, um, started by LeBron and helped run by other African-American athletes such as Skylar Diggins, WNBA player, Atlanta Hawk, Trey Young, ESPN analyst Jalen Rose, Warriors forward Draymond Green, um, Heat forward Udonis Haslam, and running back for the New Orleans Saints Alvin Kamara have come together to... Um, start this group called More Than the Vote. Um, it's basically to give, um, to protect um, voting rights for um, black people and Af- um, slash African-Americans and to make sure that um, it's like a place for, so that it's um, where they can give information about like um, what they should vote for and stuff like that. And he's also trying to get some other celebrities by his side, um, LeBron, to help um, fund this program. It's a nonprofit organization. Already, a celebrity like Kevin Hart already is committed to it, and he's like on talks with other celebrities as well. Now, this is the thing about LeBron, and I think like him, people like Colin Kaepernick. I mean, obviously, it didn't start with them. It started with like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Muhammad Ali, of course, Bill Russell, Oscar Robertson, and all that. But especially in the modern era, when you think of um, athletes, um, African American athletes, to like speak out against in these um, social injustices. Obviously, LeBron James comes to mind, and um, also Colin Kaepernick. Not to discredit anyone else. I mean, Chris Paul has done a lot as well. Um, just recently, a player from the Boston Red Sox has. And, but um, LeBron James, again, is starting this uh, movement to help protect the um, rights of uh, voting rights of uh, African Americans. And he's... He's like trying to like again using his platform, which is one of the um, more popular for sure uh, players. He's definitely the most popular player in the NBA, and you can uh, you can argue that he is the most popular African American athlete in the world, basically. And he's using that platform to create change. He's done this and and many times before. Whether it's a shut up and dribble campaign, whether it's the I Promise School. Whether it's using in, uninterrupted to, um, you know, make it a place for like athletes to share their thoughts and all that, 
he is just I think like being like being kind of the forefront of all this. And if you see some someone like LeBron, especially like of his caliber, putting forth the effort to try and make the change, I think it like it really does influence like a lot of athletes. And I I really do respect LeBron for that. And you know he credit like I said he credits the pioneers who have tried to. As he said, um, went through this battle at a harder time than we have, such as you know Bill Russell, Kareem, Ali, Oscar Robertson, and all that. And you know he just like wants to continue to fight the battle that they um, started to fight um, back in the '60s. And you know LeBron will continue to do this. He um, does not like he'll continue to help fund these type of programs. He'll continue to like put information out there and he's not afraid to like challenge authority figures he's constantly called out Donald Trump he constantly gets political and no he will not shut up and dribble or Ingram but I I really do respect that and you can tell that his heart is in the right place for sure and he'll just continue to do that and he has a lot of people on board like Trey Young said like in like when asked about this he was like you know there's a lot of young people in the in the world who don't like to get political and all that and I you know um he just wants to be like that guy to um kind of like influence like the younger generation like if if if, like we see for example like people of my like in my age group I'm like 1920 and if we see like someone like Trey Young like going out there you know um voting he thinks he he said that um maybe the next 21 year old would um will go to the ballot. So as long as like he influences like a, even like a small number of people, he thinks he's doing like his job, which is great. You know, like they're trying to reach all demographics. You got Skylar Diggins, Skylar Diggins there, um, advocating for African American women. Um, I already know. We already, if you don't know, we she's been an advocate for kind of um, getting um, higher pay for WNBA players, which is absolutely fantastic and all that. So we have definitely a lot of people here who. Want to help create change and and this more than a vote um, program slash group will I think will pro- will provide like a lot of good things. because if we're gonna want to make social change, first for um, first we're gonna have to like um, get to the voting box, especially people in America. I'm from Canada, but if we, if we want change to be made, it starts at the very top, and hopefully like we just continue to like work at it. And like I've said, like in multiple podcasts, this is not just, you know, how many weeks has it been only, like two, three weeks. This is going to be a long, long, um, definitely a long, strenuous process. But in order for the change to be made, we're going to have to call out all these different things and, you know, make the change ourselves. So, yeah, there we go. Um, I think that's the first, that is the first story we're going to be looking at. The next story we're going to be looking at is, um, according to Shamsaranya and Adrian Wojnarowski, the NBA is going to let the players have the choice to come. Um, um, going to have the choice whether to come to Orlando or not, without any punishment, without no consequences. With COVID and like many social injustice in, like looming at the very moment, some players are doubting whether they should even come back or not. Like we've, I've like we've seen people on Twitter, like in, in interviews, like Joe Ingles, he said like. Like if the NBA were to come back, like I, I think at the very t- at the moment, I think it was like a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two ago, 
where he said like he wants to do what's best for his family and he like he said if they were to come back he wouldn't even play. Even Melo, like Carmelo Anthony of the Portland Trail Watchers, was like, unless we have like the full details, the full um, return plan and stuff, like he is still like on the fence of whether to come back or not, and it all really depends on the plan. And it's not just you know COVID nineteen because although like these like the health scares are a problem, the numbers are going down. I mean, not as much in America, but they're definitely coming down, which is um, good. Um, there's not just that, there's also the social injustices, like I said, where, um, Matt Barnes said in an interview with, um, on Yahoo Sports that he talked to Snoop Dogg, um, a couple of days ago, and he talked to, like, and Snoop Dogg talked to Lakers and Clippers players, and they said, and they said that they might not even want to come back and play because he, they want to have these, like, social injustices in our country kind of, like, not, like, fully resolved, but they want it to be, like, dealt with, you know, so... Unless they see, like, some change, like, in the system, like, in, like, in the system and stuff, they, they're they not going to come back either. So, like, there's, there's going to be, like, a very interesting couple of weeks to see, like, um, one, the return, the official return class schedule, which will hopefully be coming throughout this weekend, so we can talk about it on Monday. And, you know, like I said, like, before, like, these guys, like, African Americans have waited long enough for this change to happen, and for the first time in a long time or maybe even the first time in my lifetime it feels like there's going to be like significant change um coming upon us so i completely understand that these guys want to um kind of like kind of commit to it so like they can see kind of like the fruits of their labor kind of like blossom and stuff like that and i, I respect the nba for make, making this decision like um where the players could choose whether they're comfortable or not because one you know a lot of these guys maybe have some health problems that kind of um, coincide with, like, the symptoms of um, COVID-19. Maybe, like, their medical um, conditions will make them more vulnerable to it. So um, that's definitely, like, a possibility as to why um, players won't come. And the good thing about the NBA is that um, I think they're going to have a program where um, they're going to try to make them, like, kind of, like, top priority and make them as safe as possible if they were to come back. But they also, like they've done in the past before, whether it was getting rid of Donald Sterling, whether it is, um, you know, making it, like, as mobile as possible with the NBA. Like, Adam Silver has shown on multiple occasions that he is pro player, and he understands, like, the magnitude of the situation right now, like, um, how big, like, change may be coming. So he um, made it so, you know, the NBA, at the end of the day, like... I know, like, it's, like, in sports, it brings people together, it is a big money maker. but at the end of the day, these issues, whether it's COVID, whether it's um, um, racism, it's bigger than basketball, and I think the NBA has come to grips with that, and on multiple occasions, they've just done what is right, even though, like, it may it may cost um, owners some money, um, for sure, because, like, not only have they gotten, like, some of these owners especially the teams that are not going to Orlando are going to lose out on some money. Um, if players don't come and they don't get consequences, that means they're going to get paid out the remaining of their contract and they're not even going to be on the court. So it, um, owners are going to be losing money that way as well. So, you know, um, Commissioner Adam Silver, you know, is is definitely an advocate for the players and he's been so uh, for the 
um, for the tenure of his um, commissioning career so far. But it's going to be definitely very interesting to see if, like, all owners are okay with this, you know. Um, it's going to um, – these guys are losing um, money because of, like, this whole thing. And at the end of the day, these guys are owners. They're trying to, like – they have these NBA teams here for profit. So it's going to be very interesting to see where it goes from here. But I, I, I commend the NBA. I, I, I applaud the NBA for uh, letting this be an option for sure. And for those people who are thinking like they're soft for not coming out there, like in the world right now, I don't think like it's soft. I just think that it's very overwhelming right now what's happening in the world, and some people like handle it differently. And if players don't want to come because of um, certain issues, then let them be. Let them be. Um, next news headline we're going to be looking at is um, the league is looking into coaches, especially those over 65, which we have three in the NBA, and Alvin Gentry of the New Orleans Pelicans, Mike D'Antoni of the Houston Rockets, and Greg Popovich of the um, San Antonio Spurs to not come to Orlando because of the exposed risk to COVID. we obviously seen um, COVID be more deadly um, when in contact with people of older age. In Canada, a lot of the outbreaks have happened in retirement homes, which has been kind of like the epicenter of um, COVID cases, and I think like, and if you see around the world, especially in countries like Italy, most of the case, um, the COVID cases have hit um, people of older age more for sure. They're more prone, prone to it, if I want to put it that way. And you know the and then you know the that's why the NBA is talking thinking about this and why this is even a topic of conversation. Like this was um, tweeted out by Woj, tweeted out by. Um, Shams, and I think, like, the NBA is, like, understands, like, um, they're being cautious for sure, like, they want to, like, especially, like I, like I said in, like, multiple podcasts, like, in America, it's kind of, like, in a whole different situation than, like, lots of other countries where they're, like, near triple, like, I think over triple what other countries are at, so they're trying to be as careful as possible, and I completely respect that, um, I know, um, teams like the Rockets did, like, they will not accept like playing unless they have Mike D'Antoni on their sidelines. Um, do I agree whether they pass this proposal or not? I wouldn't do it because it's kind of like, if say if you like not have the head coach there, it kind of puts teams at a disadvantage. Who won? I mean, that's their freaking coach. Like, they're a big part to like their scheme, um, calling plays, and all that. Especially like they're the voice they've heard all season. They need to have them on the sidelines, but. You know, like, if you have, like, the test there, if you have um, the resources, then I don't see, like, why they would need to, like, just firstly not have them come or, like, have them isolated, like, on the sidelines, like, in the, like, stands and stuff. So, yeah, even though, like, I, I, I do admire the caution, I still think that they should have these coaches on the sidelines for sure. Next headline, we are looking at some of the um, tentative dates. Like like I said, these are tentative, so um, here are kind of the dates that they plan on starting, you know, more of the playoffs and such. Um, the play-in tournament is going to be about two days, um, August 16th to August 17th. August 18th is when the first round will start up to um, September 1st, and that's when the second round will start. September 15th is when the conference finals would begin, and the finals would begin on September 30th. The way this is going to go is after 35 to 40 days, 40 days is the maximum, 
that's when six teams will be eliminated from the playoffs. So that's when minus six teams will be out of Orlando. After a maximum of 53 days, that's when 14 teams will be gone. After a maximum of 67 days, that's when there will be four teams remaining. And um, two teams will remain after 82 days. So the maximum, so the, the season is going to last about 96 days maximum. Maximum. And um, like I said, these are going to be tentative dates. But yeah, uh, my thoughts on this, I... You know, they they said they're going to try to keep things, like, kind of light, kind of, um, they're going to try to, like, move with the quickness because they do not want to kind of go, like, too much overdrive with overtime with the season. I think, like, the first round will be kind of as short as possible. I mean, obviously, those four, five, three, six matches are going to be very interesting, but teams like, you know, Milwaukee, teams like uh, um, both LA teams, I think will take care of business quite easily in their first round matchups and what I like to see like what I like is that they kind of like give more information so like how long they're gonna be there and stuff so you know it's gonna be like it's gonna get less and less so it's gonna be like less of a chance I, I've, I am assuming that like once say if your team is eliminated from the playoffs or just like not gonna be able to make the playoffs they're gonna have to quarantine once they get back to their houses and stuff for 14 days but you know it's just good to like kind of have like a more um, kind of see, like, the framework as to, like, how the season would work, and I think, like, having these information out there kind of gives the fans, like, um, kind of a better understanding of what's going on, so, yeah, th- these are the tentative dates for the season so far. In other news, um, one of, a star players is not going to be returning to the NBA court, and not for, by their choice, they decided to take surgery in April, in April. Marcus Aldridge, um, went through Arthur arthroscopic surgery in April and will not return this season. Um, the Spurs 22-year active playoff streak may be coming to an end. Sadly, I mean, we the writing was kind of on the wall. They are currently, like, I don't even think they're in the top 10, if not number 10 in the Western Conference. It already seemed kind of slim then. And now with a little Marcus Aldridge, it's... Um, it's is we're just waiting for the inevitable. I mean, the 22-year active playoff streak is just wow. I mean, there's nothing really much to say. I mean, it's the longest after streak by any team. But with DeMar DeRozan leading the team along with, you know, there's still some good, decent players like Rudy Gay, DeJounte Murray, Forbes, um, Lonnie Walker and all that. Even though I think that there's like a lot of like still decent like young players on this team, when you look at the loaded West, especially with like the the Grizzlies, who I believe like Will Marcus Aldridge is the better team, you still have like a f- almost full strength Portland Trailblazer squad. You still have like I think the Pelicans, who have been who have looked better than this team, like they just have no chance. And it was hard to believe that was gonna happen someday, but the Spurs will not make the playoffs this season. But the thing that more like the biggest question is like what's gonna happen going forward. I mean. The Spurs team could look a whole lot different and have like a whole like new direction in the next few years because, one, I mean Pop has already um, said that I'm not sure if this season's gonna be his last. Maybe I think it's his next season. Like he's just gonna let his contract expire and then retire. And also like Demar Derozan has an expiring contract this summer, so it's gonna be really interesting to see what um, play is to be made here. And um, let's see the Spurs going forward because we've known them as this like very stable. 
very um, kind of like tight-knit franchise that like, doesn't go through much change. But this is going to be the most change that they had in the last two decades. So it's, it's going to be very um, different. It's going to be probably a very different Spurs in the next few years. Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully when Marcus Aldridge gets better at this, uh, uh, not better at this, but he, um, gets better through his surgery, um, hopefully he, um, gets better, and, but, yeah, the Spurs have no chance, they have no chance whatsoever. Next headline we'll be looking at is that the roster, I should have really talked about this, um, when it came to the, um, players, like, not playing and such, but... Rosters may expand to 17 players, including two two-way contracts, and and also um, players in free agency may be able to sign with teams in June 22nd. They're gonna have like a small window before the season. I think it's like eight days, um, because hooray, the NBA is gonna um, it's planned to start not July 31st, but July 30th. But um, yeah, this is gonna they're gonna ha- increase the roster size to 17. I think this has to do with the fact, like I said earlier, that um, these players do have a choice, and they're expecting that maybe, I don't think a lot will, but I have a feeling that some will, and this just gives them a bit more, like, leeway with, like, roster space and all that, so that at least they have, like, um, more chances on the roster, especially, like I said, the players do not, um, will not be coming, so it just gives them a bit more breathing room, which is, I think, like, a bit fair, but that means people, people in free agency, like a J.R. Smith, like a um, Jamal Crawford, or um, who else am I thinking? Did even Demarcus Cousins even might even come might even like come back at this time? So it's going to be extremely like interesting to watch. And I and the thing about this is like what I find like really funny is that say if like you know knock on wood, worst case scenario, someone let's say friggin' like LeBron James like garners COVID and has to go into quarantine for seven days. Freaking the Lakers are gonna freaking bring in J.R. Smith. He's gonna come in with his freaking heady bottle, and he's like, and then the like, and then the, he's gonna be freaking like starting for the Los Angeles Lakers. I just I can already imagine it. LeBron goes down. They're like, oh no, our star players out. We we need like we need to find the an an app replacement, maybe like an NBA champion. We need someone with that experience. And then J.R. Smith just emerges from the from the shadows, and he comes and saves the Lakers. Um, obviously that's, it's like very unlikely, um, scenario, like, but it could happen. It could happen for sure. Um, yeah, besides that, like I said, they're going to be starting on July 30th and 31st. I don't know like what difference really one day makes. Maybe for, I just have a feeling it's a scheduling thing, but yeah, it turned out to be it was just a lot of like funny comments on Twitter and Instagram about how, wow, one day like another day, um, like one less day to wait for basketball. And I mean like, as much as like it's easy to troll because it's they literally just changed in one day. It's not like it's a week. It's not like a couple of days. But, um, you know, one day closer is one day closer, and we're gonna we're slowly but surely getting closer to NBA basketball. Um. Um, next headline we will be talking about is that ESPN and TNT will be calling games from the Atlanta studio instead of being actually there live for um, the games down in Orlando. They've done this before with NBA TV where they think it's like a 
I'm not sure if it's a players only broadcast, but um, they usually have like these um, special broadcasts like for certain games, and you have you know Dennis Scott maybe like in the Atlanta studio um, watching the game there from there and like commentating over that instead um, for NBA TV. So I've seen it before. Um, it's going to be definitely diff- different, especially with the TNT broadcasters and um, the regional networks. I'm not sure about the regional networks. Like I, we haven't like heard from those yet, but. Having ESPN and TNT, like, have this type of format will definitely be different. It's going to just another thing to add to, like, man, this NBA season is just going to be just weird. It's just, like, another um, factor added to that. So, yeah, we're going to have to definitely get used to it um, and be weary of audio problems because having, like, being hundreds, maybe, like, thousands of miles away um, with, like, with this happening every game, it's definitely going to be, like, some technical difficulties. But, again, if this, like, means minimizing as many people you send out to Orlando, I'm okay with it. Um, there's definitely still going to be camera crew in there and stuff. So, at least I get to see the games live. But, sadly, there will not be any um, commentators. Like, we're not going to see Kevin Harlan. We're not going to see, um, um, you know, Chuck and Shaq and all that down in Orlando. And then the final topic we're going to be discussing is um, something a bit more fun, a little bit more interesting. Maybe I should have said this earlier, but skinny players, yes. Um, a lot of players have um, have their pictures um, online, have been shown online, and a few of them have lost weight, like heavily. Like um, Marcus Salt um, looks... It's such great shape at the moment. James Harden looks relatively skinnier in a photo that was posted a few days ago. And I think the biggest surprise to a lot of people is Nikola Jokic's new look. You know, like, along with Harden and Mark, I mean, the the I think the, the most jarring one is Nikola Jokic. And you already know why they're doing this. I mean... People like Harden, Gasol, and Jokic have been the butt of the joke in terms of players who look out of shape. We've seen many pictures with Harden looking he looking like he has a dad bod. Marcus Gasol like was never known to be really like a super um, skinny person, and especially Nikola Jokic like he's like said in the past that he's drank like um, several bottle um, cans of Coke a day, and you just look at his. Um, stature like you don't, don't he doesn't just seem like like he's gonna like, kill you on the basketball court even though he does but he's he's looking like scary skinny I mean Nikola Jokic is looking scary to the point where I thought at first that he was freaking Kristaps Porzingis and like like I said like people have been like has been like kind of down like putting down this man for his weight and all that and he's like, enough is enough. Like, we are, like, I am, like, changing my ways. And he just looks completely different. And it's gotten to the point where, like, I'm concerned that he's too skinny. <laughs> like, he looks like he's going to get bullied down there in the in the post and stuff. But, you know, there's still a month left. There's there's um, time to put on some muscle. But, god damn, Jokic. This guy just... He looks like a completely different person. For like, that's the best way I can describe it. But but the good thing is, you know, the as the NBA season 
comes back, you know, these these guys are getting in better shape. I mean, Harden is like, looks like he's lost kind of like the dad fat. And I think he's on a mission. He wants to, like, he knows he's had some, like, missed opportunities in the past. I think he wants to kind of, like, make the most out of the season and really try and get those Rockets to the finals for sure. Um, Jokic, um, I don't know what this means for him. I Hopefully he, like, just, like, um, just gets, like, a lot more muscular because, like, he's going to, um, looks like he's kind of, he's going to, he looks like he's going to get bullied in the post for sure. But, um, yeah, I just think that these guys, like, want to try to get better. Um, speaking from my own experiences, I think, like, there's, like, two ways you can look at this quarantine. Like, one, people are going to be just as lazy as ever. I mean, it's and completely reasonable. Like, it's so hard to find motivation at this time. Or people are going to be, like, so, like, hard-pressed to, like, kind of fight that, um, quarant- like, that quarantine mood that everyone wants to be in. Like, and just, like, just try to better themselves and... Um, I think these guys have taken the ladder, and it's gonna be definitely helpful for the teams. And speaking of like um, changing their workout regimen and stuff like that, um, there's also a report that um, Joel Embiid has kind of like trained in a way that he's never trained before. He's been training four to six days a week, and he's and from all reports, he is looking um, almost to the best shape of his career, which is. Um, which is um, absolutely fantastic because, you know, he's had um, a lot of, like, criticism this year for sure. Like, when it comes to his effort, to his um, commitment and stuff like that. And I think, like, during this quarantine, he has looked at this opportunity to kind of um, really focus on his game and stuff like that. And I think, like, you know, the 76ers could still be that dark horse team in the, fi- in the Eastern Conference to... Um, Maybe make it to the finals because you know you're gonna have your Milwaukee's up there, but I really still do believe because even before the season, I had the 76ers making the finals, and actually no, I saw the Bucks, but I think like I had the 76ers kind of like close there, and I think like with like if everyone is committed, if Joel Embiid's committed, Ben Simmons is, they could be a very very dangerous team um, coming to the playoffs, especially if they're a lower, of the if they can um, get to the higher seeds and get. Um, like a like a semi easy team in the first round. I think it's gonna be, um, they're gonna be very dangerous for sure. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, um, there have been reports that Luka Doncic, um, is not in the best shape right now. Um, according to his trainer, that he is not in the best shape. But, um, with the NBA season looming, he will be definitely getting back into NBA form. Now, Luka Doncic is kind of the opposite of what I was talking about earlier. Um, obviously, he's probably still has a good diet and all that because he's a freaking athlete. But, you know, it's it's very easy in quarantine. I don't blame him that um, it's easy to kind of, like, fall into like, these, like, deep, like, lazy habits. And, you know, now that the NBA is coming back, you would expect that he would um, get back to his normal workout regimen. Um, and he'll be ready for... The NBA season because um, that the Dallas did definitely need him if they even want to stand a chance. So, yeah, that in terms of just NBA bods, a lot of news coming out this week. Um, feels like more than any other week, but yeah, that is that. And I think this is a good way to end the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Um, next week we're gonna hope um, there might, like I said last week, Monday 
episodes are kind of tentative depending on how much news has come out over the weekend um, and stuff like that. But if there isn't, I think, enough news for me to deem it um, worthy of an episode, then I might just do another top 10, a bonus top 10. So, yeah, um, we'll have to see about that. Again, next week, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, more episodes. And we're going to continue to inch closer and closer to the new NBA season. And I, and I know NBA fans can't wait. I can't wait myself. So, yeah, very excited for that. But I think this will be the end of today's episode. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.